Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. It's Kirsty and Isaac here. And in today's episode, we want to talk to you about a topic that, in our opinion, is the root cause of failing in the Amazon FBA business model. What's the reason? Well, it's not understanding what your budget is and not picking products that you can successfully sell within that budget. Most sellers assume that all they have to do is pay for the product to be manufactured and shipped and that they can list it on Amazon and get sales. However, this can be farther from the truth for sellers who know how to sell successful products to create a sustainable Amazon business. That's right. So there is a lot that goes into being successful on Amazon, right? But just in any business, like in any business, you have to have the funds to be able to invest properly to make it work. So as an example, you wouldn't open a restaurant thinking that all you need to do is pay for the rent, the utilities and the food, right? I've got all those things in. I'm going to have a successful restaurant right now. I've watched enough kitchen nightmares to know that you need to, to be able to make money with a restaurant. You need to create a menu for the type of clientele that's in that area that will actually want to eat that type of food. You need to make sure that the food is great quality and also that it's priced appropriately, right? So you're not going to have like a burger and price it at 50 bucks, right? And pretend that it's a fine dining restaurant. Um, you also need to um, get some good ratings because if you don't have great quality food, it's not priced appropriately. Also, the food um, doesn't match the type of people that are in that area. Either they're not going to come or they're going to give you a bad review. Then you also need to provide a mechanism to get those reviews visible, right? As well as create the demand so that more people come in. So you also need like trial prices, specials, um, soup of the day, <laughs> I don't know, right? Table d'hote, as they say here. Yeah, that's a really bad French accent. Um, and then also get local publicity as well as get ranked on local search, on food apps. So that's all those core things that are going to explode your business even further, right? If you haven't thought about all those things, though, before you actually open that restaurant and your budget is chewed up on old or canned food and a microwave, then you're in trouble, right? So why would it be any different for a product on Amazon? So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to break down what it means to budget properly, not just for the sourcing of a product, but to have enough to make sure that you give that product its best chance to start returning a profit and an income for you. And also at the end, we're going to talk about some of the business expenses that you need to actually consider to factor in into your overall budget when you're actually starting out in the first, either first few months or in the first year of starting your business. Yeah. And so the first thing you need to do is know what your budget is because you know, we've talked to plenty of people and they're like, oh, I've got $20,000 in the bank. Okay. Well, is that the budget for each product or for your overall business or what? Like you need to break that down. So how much you have, you want to spend on launching your product. We recommend the bare minimum would be 5,000, but ideally between five and $10,000 per product. Um, we've seen people that have done it with a little bit less and we've definitely seen people spend more than that, but let's put it in, a, in a kind of an example. If you have $50,000 for your business, we'd recommend you split that up into different launches so you get more bang for your buck and you're not putting everything in one basket. So, you know, 50,000 can be broken into maybe three launches or three products, you know, to be successful. So that gives you kind of 15, 16, $17,000 to kind of play with per product. That would set you up in a really good position. If you put $50,000 into one, you might be really risking what you have, right? So now you figured out how much you're willing to spend per launch. 
You need to find products underneath a brand, of course, the one that you've set up that actually identifies an ideal client that are going to fit that budget. So now as the restaurant example suggests, the budget will not just cover the cost of the product. It's going to cover the cost of launching it as well. And the cost of launching it comes down to a few factors. So number one, how competitive is it? Meaning how much will it cost for you to get ranked on page one of the properly identified main keyword? And I'll talk about this a little bit later. Number two, and can you afford to launch on those keywords based on the profit margin in the product? So, you know, obviously, you know what the profit margin is, but if it costs you, you know, 30 extra percent based on ads and launching and all this other stuff to actually get, you know, onto that page and stick there, well, then it's probably draining most of your profit away, right? So the first thing you need to do is figure out exactly how much competition you have. For most sellers, they've been told that reviews are a good indication of how competitive a niche uh, product niche is. Well, we beg to differ. Actually, I don't care about reviews at all. We care more about sales on main keywords. We believe that if you have a good star rating with a fraction of the reviews of top sellers, you can still be competitive and take sales away from historically dominant listings. And now it's even easier than ever to get reviews ongoing. You know, there's, you know, push a button and request a review from people, right? So it's really come down to not worrying about reviews anymore. And anything that based their competition level on reviews is not looking at the real picture. So this has really become a much lower reason to effectively determine the level of competition you have for your products. In reality, the true measure of how competitive your market is would be to look at how many sales your top competitors are getting and how many are getting more than say like a thousand per month, which is over 30 a day on page one of your main keyword, keyword search results, right? So identify your main keyword by finding the sweet spot, you know, the most searched and the most relevant. That's not like too broad because that might not be right. And it's not too specific because that's probably also not the main keyword. You have to think of it like Goldilocks. It has to be just right. So, you know, if you're thinking of a water bottle, well, there's thousands of different kinds of water bottles, right? So if you just put in bottle, first of all, that's way too broad because there's more than just water bottles out there. Put in water bottle, but you're trying to sell like, you know, a hip flask for runners or something. Well, that's not a, any type of water bottle. That's a specific type of water bottle. But then if you just put in like water bottle for running that goes on your belt or something like that, that's probably way too specific. And yeah, you'll probably see a lot of the same types of products there but it's not exactly the right sweet spot that more people would search, right? So that's just an example. You got to find that sweet spot. Then once you find that main keyword, so then you go in, you type in your main keyword into Amazon hit search. And then we're going to use Jungle Scout, which is the only reasonably accurate sales estimate we've ever seen. Like nothing else comes close. Um, so if you're not using Jungle Scout to estimate the sales, I would highly recommend you do. And then you basically can analyze the competition of many marketplaces, including US, uh, Canada, you know, United Kingdom, Germany, which are the most common sellers uh, or markets for sellers to be in. And, you know, each market's going to have different sales volume levels. Obviously, the U.S. is the most competitive, most, uh, you know, high, highest sales for most products. Um, so the, the thousand units might change for, you know, Canada, U.K. and Germany, but you, you might change it to 500 or something like that just to kind of see how competitive it is in that space. And then, you know, if you're seeing a lot of saturation of a lot of sellers getting a lot of sales per month, that means it'll be harder for you to reach page one. Because if you think about it, if all like, you know, all 48 paid, uh, all, all 48 listings on page one are getting, you know, 700 or a thousand units or more a month, well, you're going to have to, the only way you're going to get into that page is if you start selling 30 units a day from the, the get go, right? And that's just not going to happen. Like nobody's ever seen, well, it's very rare that you'd ever see somebody getting 30 sales a day right from the start and then staying on page one forever. So as an example, in the US, if you see more than like six or seven of the top 15 search results showing over a thousand sales per month, then you'll likely have to spend a lot of money to get page one placement and keep that position. So talking about maybe launching, 
you know, promotional units that you give out to, you know, groups that you have or your email list, or, you know, even through PPC, that's going to be a very expensive endeavor, right? In the UK and Germany, it's easier to get to page one as sales volume don't usually reach more than five or six sellers. But you have to understand that your volumes will likely be lower to if you do, even if you make it to page one. So if you, you know, your competitors are a thousand and there's like three or four there, well, you get to page one and you might get 10 sales a day, you know, 300 sales. And that's okay. Like that's not, that's not bad. But if you look through, you know, you know find out, you know, through, you know, estimating your sales and how, how much you think you're going to get there through your budget and everything. And if you look back and go, okay, is 10 sales a day enough for me to make money off of this? Sometimes you're going to find that it's not. So you really have to plan that out ahead of time and just be prepared to know if you're going to hit the profit margins and the monthly profit that you want to hit from the budget that you're spending. Yeah. And that's really important because I think um, most of the people that we talk to before we work with them have missed that step, yeah. right? So number one, they definitely, they've gone in with the budget in mind, like the restaurant example, right? They've gone, I've got $5,000 and that's my product. That's yeah, I've got, yeah, I've spent $5,000 on the product. They've got nothing left for, for literally getting it to page one. And if they haven't done that research in the beginning, they can very soon find out that they can't actually sell the product. And it's, yeah. you know, it's devastating. Of course it is. You know, I spent a lot of time trying to pick a product. They've done all the profit margin work and everything looks great, but they can't afford to launch it. And so we don't want that for you. Right. And uh, to, even if you're in that position now where you're not getting any sales and you can't afford to play, spend any money on any advertising or anything like that, it's probably because you haven't done those steps in the beginning. So go back and do those steps and just see what you're playing in. Like, what, what are you playing in an acid pit <laughs> or are you playing in a nice, lovely, you know, river abundant with fish? Right. That's what you're going to have to think about. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so once you've done that piece and you're like yeah there's volume here I think I know, I know what the main keyword is going to be I know I can you know launch on that keyword what you then need to think about is your profit margin and a b a big key component of a profit margin is the price now you need to actually think about this this is not about target seeking a profit margin so you say I want 50% profit margin so therefore my price, I've got, you know, the product's going to cost me this much. The shipping's going to cost me this much. So therefore my price needs to be this much to get a 50% profit margin. If you don't look at the competitive set and see what everybody else is actually charging for that product and your price 10, well, even and sometimes it could be $1, $2 or $5, $10, $20 higher than the main comp competitive set you're not going to get sales. And it's it's been proven time and time again. I know you could be like, yeah, but my product is amazing. My product is way better than this product. Um, it's got all these bells and whistles on it. If the customer is not prepared to pay for those bells and whistles and you've just added them in there, a great uh, example of this is usually bundles, right? Where you've added stuff into the product you think is going to be amazing. And maybe the customer thinks it's good, but they're still not prepared to pay more for it. It's not going to happen, right? So you need to be very, very clear on what, again, are you playing in an acid pit? Are you playing in a, an abundant uh, river with filled with fish, right? So what, where are you actually, you know, placed? So number one, you have to know what the competition sells for and use that as the benchmark. 
don't use any tools like an Amazon pricing algorithm or anyone out there that says, you know, charge more for your products or decide that you want to sell it for a certain price way above the competitive set, right? Just don't do that. Just really look at what the competition's doing. Then what you want to do is gather up all your costs to estimate your profit per product once you make a sale. So what that includes is obviously the price. It includes your FBA fees. It includes the warehousing fees from, from Amazon, the referral fee from Amazon, the freight costs, the duties. And it also includes, um, and we'll come on to talk about this in a, little, in a moment, how much your ongoing advertising cost is going to cost to get you keep you ranked for that main keyword. So not only get yeah. you there, but also keep you there as well. <laughs> and we'll go through this and what that means in a, in a little bit as well. And make sure that you don't go for a higher price product just because, again, you feel like that's what you need to do to get to that 50% margin because otherwise you're not going to make any sales. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we seen people like, oh, I'm selling a $100 item and I get one sale every like six weeks. I'm like, why did you sell this product in the first place? It makes no sense to me. Like, yeah. oh, because people said to go for a higher profit margin with less competition. I'm like, sure, there's less competition because there's almost no volume and no demand for these products. Why are you selling this? Yeah. And the the one that we see it on the most, I think, is when people feel that they've put a lot of development into their product yeah. before they've ever sold anything on Amazon. Now, the only time that that works is if you've got a massive marketing budget and you're generating eyeballs and you're generating brand awareness and you're doing all this stuff off of Amazon, because that's when people are like, you're creating demand for the product. You have to create a demand for people to even bother wanting to pay extra amount of money for it so we're not saying you can't do it over time but you have to have all these other things in place to even even get started on being able to do that right yeah and i will say that you absolutely can make a better product than your competitors and have some sort of unique proposition you just can't charge whatever the hell you want and expect to get sales right you have to be priced very competitively so if you're going to do some unique thing in that market that you know still people can find you through a search word, obviously a main keyword. And, and, you know, you have a price, maybe $2 more than your main competitor that could work. It, it's, it, we've seen it happen over time. That's happened many times. But if you think, oh, well, I've got such a much better product, I want 50% margin. So I'm going to sell that product for $30 when the next best competitor is selling at $17. We don't see that work very often if ever. I mean, we're talking like one or two sales. And then when we tell those guys, hey, you know what? Monchi's priced competitively. And guess what? Their sales pick up right away. Now, of course, they've you know ballooned their costs by going through all this extra development and stuff. So they're not making as much out of that profit. But if they would have actually thought about that beforehand and budgeted for it, then they probably would have actually made some profit and said, you know what? Maybe I don't need to do that thing and do that thing. Maybe that's not really even that important to the customer. This part is, and this part is, that's the key cores, the things that I'm going to focus on. That's my improvement. I'm going to sell for $2 more instead of $10 or $12 more. Then they probably get sales. So it is something that, you know, we're not saying you can't improve your product. You just have to understand it has to be priced competitive and to the point where you can actually still get a decent amount of sale. Yeah. And then basically from there, you need to estimate your marketing costs, right? I mean, just because you got a great product doesn't mean you can sell anything because you'll never be in front of anybody. People can't find you. There's no way that they're going to buy you. So your firstly, your launch costs, you have to estimate those, right? Because you want to try to come up you know, on Amazon with a big bang, right? Like you don't want to just like kind of show up and sneak it through the side hatch and nothing ever happened, right? You need to capture those initial launch benefits that Amazon gives to new products. So you basically want to get visible. So plan to spend upfront to make profit long-term. This is where 
I would say 90, 95, 99% of sellers don't even do anything. They just list their product and turn on PPC and think that that's good enough. So if you have promotional units that you want to, you know, launch to a specific group or you got an email list or, you know, an Instagram follower, or you work with an influencer or whatever it is, whatever it is that you have planned out, do that launch. That way you get those initial sales to get visibility for keywords, right? And then keep it running, like plan it out and run that plan, execute it. If you stop it early, you'll likely never achieve your sales goal long-term. You'll never achieve your ranking that you want to establish. And if you stop it early, even if you actually achieve it, it's likely going to fall off really quickly. It's kind of like weight, right? The faster you gain it, usually the faster you can lose it. If you gain it over time, it stays around, right? So like in this, in this example, you actually want to be fat, right? Like you want to have that, that weight sitting there on page one. If you cut weight and gain weight really fast, that's, that's exhausting, first of all, just like it is when your listing's doing that. And you just don't really, you know, you can't really continue to do that without losing all your money. So you want to get fat on Amazon and just sit on page one. And to do that, you really need to, you know, make sure that you're doing it the right way and staying there long term. Yeah, go ahead. I just had an image there of Jabba the Hutt. Like, you want to be like Jabba the <laughs> the Jabba the Hutt of Amazon. <laughs> yeah, just be sitting there like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this means you'll have to use PPC to get visibility for almost all of your sales if you don't get to page one right, which can cause you to easily be unprofitable long term. So you want to get organic keyword ranking, stay there and, you know, fight to stay there, obviously. So when you're doing a launch, you need to budget to stay there and, and get there. So that's what we talk about. Get promotional units, do PPC and stuff. And speaking of PPC, the next step is to estimate your ongoing PPC costs beyond the launch to help factor in what your true profit per product on Amazon will be after your ad spend. So a lot of people don't even think about this. They're like, my profit margin is 35%. Okay, well, what's your true profit margin for that product after your ads? I don't know. I've never factored it in. I've never even looked. Okay, so how much money are you making each month? Well, zero. Well, how do you make $0 on a product that gets, you know, 48 sales a day or whatever and has 35% margins? Well, it doesn't make sense. The only way that you can't get any money from that is if you're spending so much on ads that the only thing that's causing you to get sales is the ads. We, we've seen this time and time again. So if you don't do this, you'll likely be very shocked when your profit margins are not as high as expected. Uh, a lot of people, after they do their ads, you know, it goes from 35% down to four or five or negative. And they're like, oh, well, that's, that's depressing. It's like, well, yeah, but your, your cost per click is 250 and you're spending $150 a day. Like, what did you expect? There's no money left after the, at the end of the day. And then you also have to understand that even, you know, marketing needs to be a certain amount of your budget. And we talked about this, I think, uh, I don't know if it was in this episode or another episode. episode 80 or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So um, it has to be part of your ongoing basis. Like even McDonald's still advertises. And actually, it's really funny because I Googled something that I was on a podcast for not too long ago. And this was actually the thing that was like brought out was even McDonald's advertises. And like, it's like, you know, if they don't advertise, Everybody in the world knows who McDonald's is. So if they don't advertise this year, people aren't going to forget about them. But after time, people will forget about them. Like They will just kind of be an afterthought. And people that do advertise Burger King and Taco Bell and all these other ones, that's where people are going to go eat. People don't like McDonald's, people like or companies like McDonald's don't advertise because they need people to know who they are anymore. They're trying to keep them top of mind. So that way they keep coming back to them over and over and over again. And you have to do that as well, because while you can't actually assume that people are coming back to you as a brand on Amazon, 
it doesn't matter if you are the brand that they're coming for. If you're placed where they're looking and they still see that they have, you have high reviews and you have good sales history and good ranking and good product images, they're going to keep buying from you, even if it's unbeknownst to them, right? They don't think of you as like the McDonald's on Amazon. They're just thinking, I need another one of these things. And you know what? I think it was this, this brand before, but if it's not, it still looks pretty good. I'll buy it anyway. So even if they don't know the brand, you're still going to be right where they're looking. And again, most companies work on about a 15 to 20% marketing cost. And that's a good goal to set for the business because, you know, if you're spending 50% on ads uh, of your total revenue, then you're probably not profitable. I mean, 50% 50 of your revenue going towards ads means you're way over your budget for your each product and you're way over your disbursements probably. So you probably not even get a disbursement. So think about that and set these things ongoing. So you understand exactly what you need to be spending. Yeah. And again, you know, it's going to depend on what life stage you're at in the business, how many products you have. And so what we're talking about there is that that is a total marketing cost across the whole business, right? Mm -hmm. But like you just said earlier, if you're going to launch a product, your marketing cost is probably going to be at least 80%, right? Because you haven't got any sales yet. Well, it's probably going to be 100% when you first start in a couple of weeks because you've got no sales yet. Um, But it is going to come down and that's where you want it to be. Yeah. Once the product is launched and it's ranked and yeah. yeah and just on that do 20% right off the bat and, and get to page one or get any sort of visibility. Exactly. It has to be that balancing act. And yeah, the example about McDonald's, you know, big brands have to keep their market share. That's what they need to do. Otherwise, um, like you said, they, they would have died out 30, 40 years ago. Right. So it comes, it becomes a different game. You're not, you still have to have the mindset that you're hungry to get that market share whilst maintaining the market share. If you if you say, oh, I'm top dog now and I don't need to spend any more money, that's when the problems start. So if you're in a business where you've done well to start with and now it's kind of slowly sliding away, it's probably because you still haven't kept advertising because you felt that that was a cost that you needed to eliminate and it's not like a specific cost in the business. Yeah, so I that's think a- it was, I was, I was trying to remember who it was, but there was a quote, it was something like, people who stop." spending money on advertising to like save money is like people who try to stop a clock to save time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's also like, um, in a, in a, the businesses, when you go into recession, for instance, the businesses that stop spending money are the ones that fail, the ones that kept spending in the recession, you know, absolutely blossomed when it came to out, even when they, they, you know, it comes out of a recession and they're the ones that hang around not the ones that kind of tie, try and tighten their belt. Now, we're not saying to be reckless with your with your money and your investment, but don't think that you can't spend any more money once you get to page one. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then if this is the first time that you start in the business or you're in your first year, there's going to be other expenses to be able to get the business moving and also expenses that you're going to incur ongoing that have got nothing to do with marketing and got nothing to do with the product. Yeah. And can you can feel like, you know what, these ones are really annoying me because I don't really want to spend the money. But unfortunately, you, you have to. It's just part of operations. It's part of running the business. So when you're first starting out, you need a logo, right? You need to design your brand. Ideally, you know, we, we kind of estimated here around 500 bucks for this, which is not a lot of money. I mean, big brands spend hundreds of thousands of dollars developing a brand. So we use something like 99designs. And probably the average is around 500. You can spend more if you want. You can spend less. But 500 will probably get you a good, decent logo to start with. And then also packaging design. 
budget around the same amount, so around $500 as well. Then when you obviously get your product on Amazon, you want to, um, actually, you probably need to source it first, right? Now, we, we recommend that you use a sourcing agent. Generally, a sourcing agent will cost you per product around $500, right? So if you're going to use it for just one product, that's what you can expect to pay. You can also then work with them ongoing. The more products you get, and that might, might be more of a monthly fee. But yeah, and you I, can, I will say out of all the expenses, that might be the most important one that you should spend. Because while there's some of these that you can do yourself and people do say, I'm going to source my product myself, you'll likely not get samples at a cost that you can really even afford. You'll ship those samples at a cost that makes no sense. So like a, a sample could be a hundred bucks just to ship one from a factory to yeah. you. But with a sourcing agent, they can get you cheaper samples. They can collate all the samples and ship them to you all at once, which saves you hundreds of dollars. And likely they're going to get you a good quality product at a better price than you can get yourself which will save you thousands of dollars in the history of your business. So maybe even more than thousands of dollars. So to spend $500 on that agent to get you a good product, that one is like the no brainer thing in here, like out of all the other stuff. And you could say, Oh, I can do that myself or not. This one, I highly recommend you don't do yourself. Yeah. And when we work with people, I mean, we don't force them to do it, but I mean, even <laughs> no. when they go through the process, they're like, yeah, this is an absolute no brainer. Um, because it's the quickest way you're actually going to get a proper product and be able to test it out. And you, you can just concentrate then on the marketing. So yeah. absolutely. I wish I'd have known about it when I, when I first started, yeah. I would have definitely done it. So definitely the sourcing agent. And then you need to create your listing, your images. Now this can range from, again, you can do a lot of this yourself. You can just use a, an app like Canva, which is like $10 a month or something like that. You can even do some stuff like that for free. You can take the photos yourself. If you've got an iPhone, um, 12 i've got an iphone 12 takes amazing photos yeah, good um, that's all you need yep exactly you can buy a little light box if you want i think they're like 50 bucks or something so you can do that yourself usually with a sourcing agent as well they will get your manufacturer to get good quality images done for either yeah. nothing or 10 bucks an image something like yeah. that so so this can really range from around even a hundred dollars right through to 500 bucks depending on you know how whiz bang you want to make this thing um, but it's fairly cheap to set up, but you definitely need to do it. You then need a business entity. Um, now a lot of people say, well, do I, can I go as a sole trader? When do I need to set up the entity? Um, Amazon now is really asking for the business entity to be there for when you actually start to sell on the platform. And we would recommend that start this business the way you want to, the way you want to start, right. Yeah. As a business. So we recommend definitely get one set up again. This can range from. $250 through to maybe $1,000, depending on where you are, where in the world you are, um, where in the, you know, in the US you are potentially as well, because each state is different. So you just need to kind of figure that out. But I would say that's probably about the range. Yep. Uh, then you want to trademark your brand. So again, if you do it yourself, it could take a lot longer, um, but it could be around $250. You can work with Amazon to do it. How much are Amazon charging now? Do you know? Well, they have obviously different service providers that do it. Um, so they call it IP accelerators and it's between like 700 to $1,200, I think somewhere in that range. Right. Now, but the beauty of that is that you can get brand registry straight away. So there are yeah. other benefits to doing it through Amazon, but we would say, yeah, between 250 bucks to $1,200 or $1,500, depending on who you go with and, and how you get it done. And then we would recommend some insurance. So once, once you start selling, 
you want to essentially insure your business. This is like insuring your house. It's like insuring your personal effects, right? And so that's how you have to kind of think about it. Now, we have got an episode on this with Ashlyn Haddon, which you might mm-hmm. want to have a look at as well. Um, but generally, to insure up, until, up to the sales that you're, that you're getting, and we would say in the first, when you, up to the first million, it'd be around $50 a month or something like that, I think, to yeah. kind of get, get that insured. And then you're going to need tools like Jungle Scout. Now, we there's loads of tools out there, right? So you could end up spending $1,000 on tools that you're never going to use. So we would recommend just doing Jungle Scout. It's going to cost you between $150 to $300, depending on if you just do it for the first product or for the whole year. But you're going to need it for like market research and, and keyword, rank, you know, measuring your keywords and things like that. Then you've got accounting because guess what? You're going to get sales. And you're going to need an accountant to do some filing for you. That's generally around one and a half thousand dollars per year. And then you're probably going to need some bookkeeping because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be balancing my books and making sure that everything's um, hunky dory. So I think hours cost is around hundred and twenty five dollars a month. Could cost you more than that. Yes, you can obviously use an app like um, what's what's the main one called that we use? QuickBooks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is is okay, but again, you want you want a bookkeeper really to kind of balance all that out, and then you've got potentially a VA for customer service because once you launch a product, you don't you don't want to be stuck doing customer service, and you can get a customer service agent depending on how many emails you get, but we would say what eight eight dollars an hour for a customer service agent, yeah. and um, maybe an hour or got, two a day at the most. I mean, we're not an hour or two a day yeah. exactly. So you can budget that out as one of your first costs as well. So I would say a VA and a sourcing agent, definitely mm-hmm. to um, once you start selling. And so if you add all that up and some of these costs are going to be one-offs, some of these are going to be ongoing, but that kind of first one-off cost for the first year is going to be around six and a half thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, you don't have to a, pay all that up front. Like some of that no. stuff come, comes out as you're going, right? Like you don't need the bookkeeper before you have sales. You don't need the, the trademark before you manufacture a product necessarily. So like there's a lot of stuff that kind of goes out over the course of the year. Exactly. But again, at least you know it's there and you yeah. know that there's going to be, have to be some budget for it and you don't get caught out at the end of the year. It was interesting because when I first started my business, I worked with an accountant and he was kind of surprised that we were actually making money, right? Because most businesses don't make any money until year three, four, five even, right? And so I kept saying to him, I think we need to do some more bookkeeping because um, I'm making money here and I don't want to be caught out with the tax bill, right? He's like, don't worry about that. We'll wait till the end. And then when I got to the end, he was like, oh yeah, you you definitely should have budgeted for some tax here, (laughs) right? And so that's the other thing you need to budget for is if you're starting to make money, then you need to make sure that you're putting tax aside for those sales and that profit as well. Yeah, exactly. And we, you know, we have a couple of episodes. We've got one with Mike McCallowitz. We've got one with um, Cindy Thomason as well. Go back and have a look at those ones about how to actually budget for tax, how to budget for your income and all that other stuff as well. Yeah, because, you know, having to deal with the IRS and, and then sending you a bill and I say, oh, yeah, you got a $35,000 bill. You're like, definitely don't want to... Uh, go go that way or you could be like you know gangster style and just you know have a gunfight and get them out of your, get them out of your life but uh, i don't think you want to do either of those things so make sure you pay the tax bills 
and uh, definitely budget for that. So just to recap, guys, you obviously have a few steps here to budget and plan your business out, right? So number, number one, you obviously want to do market research on competition to know how many daily sales on average it takes to achieve page one ranking and what price you need to sell to be competitive. Obviously, get your main keyword right. Gather all your costs to help you estimate your profit per product once you make a sale. Estimate your launch costs based on competitive analysis of your product market. So launch costs. Um, estimate ongoing PPC costs to help you factor in what true profit you know, per product you have on Amazon after ad spend. Add all those costs up and subtract it from your budget to see if you can afford to sell the product successfully. And also plot out other business expenses you might need in the first year of your business and plot out when you will incur them and how often you'll pay them and how you'll pay them, right? But remember, guys, now that you're armed with this information, it's your job to implement it into your business and grow your business through action. Also, to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful business to fill your lifestyle, head to goteamreal.com to download our free training today. We'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.